Welcome to Carved to Beautify, a podcast designed to encourage and inspire young women like you to seek a deeper relationship with God and discover His purpose for your life. I'm your host, Alyssa Tangway, and on this episode, I'm speaking with my new friend, Mrs. L. Edwards, who is joining us all the way from the beautiful country of Wales. If you have ever wondered how to be more authentic with God, others, and yourself, I think you will enjoy this conversation. May you be blessed as you journey with us to discover how you can be you here. Elle, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I'm really excited to have you. I think you're our first international guest, which is super exciting. (laughs) And yeah, thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us a little bit about you? Where are you from? Um, What do you do? Those types of things. Absolutely. It's my absolute pleasure to be here. I'm your first international guest. Well, that's very exciting. So yes, I'll be the one that's forever known as the one, the one with the funny accent. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh, so I, I am Elle Edwards. I'm in South Wales in the UK. Um, so in Wales. So if you look on the map, we're the lumpy bit on the side of England. And I live in a town with too many consonants called Llanelli, which I'm not going to ask anybody to try and pronounce because it's quite tricky. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So um, what was the other question? What do I do? I am um, I am the, I'm a podcaster, an author, and I run an online community called The Blue House, uh, where I help folks be everything that God created them to be. Uh, and actually, we're having a slightly shifting focus. We've been doing this for about a year or so now. And from January, we're actually getting even more specific and helping people be the leaders they were called to be, uh, which mm-hmm. is been fun to unpack because some people are like oh, I don't think I'm a leader and I would argue if you love Jesus then you are a leader because you are leading people to Jesus if it, Jesus if nothing else but um yes but I'm excited to be here <laughs> and I recently like two minutes ago found out that she's also a musician which is super yes. fun <laughs> although I don't I have a guitar in the corner of my office which has gone a bit dusty uh, I really only play clarinet in church now uh, my my fact my saxophone is at my parents' house, so I, there was a local band, like a town band, and I did toy with the idea of joining and going back. But you know, it's like time and all the rest of it. But yes, I am a musician too, and it unlocks a part of your brain. I'm sure you've told your students this, Alicia, that when they, you know, when you learn to play a musical instrument, it unlocks a, p- a portion of your mind that will forever remain locked if you don't learn a musical instrument. So, hmm. so learn music. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So this is a more of a transition question into what we're going to talk about today. Um, Can you think of a recent situation in which you had to make a choice whether to be Yui'er or not? And I know, listeners, you have no idea what Yui'er is, but you're about to find out in the rest of the episode. So just stick with us on this one. I was racking my brain about this one. And actually, the biggest example the Holy Spirit gave me was me as a young mum. So for most of your listeners, I'm like really, really ancient. I'm 44 now. Uh, And so and I have (laughs) my eldest daughter is 19, nearly 20. So some of your listeners are probably the same age as 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 one of my children. I say children. She's not a child. You know what I mean? Um, But I was (laughs) was pondering on this. And actually, I was being drawn back to the memory of what it was like as a young mum when I was trying to show up. Uh, and so perhaps some of your listeners will identify with this. And if you do, then it might hopefully the re- stick around for the rest of this episode. Because I had this, I was walking this particular season to give some context. I, I'd become a Christian when I was 12. So I, I, I was brought up in a Christian family. I prayed the prayer and, and whatever, was baptized, uh, stopped talking to God and got to my 20s and was and married with, with, with three children. And I just remember being angry and frustrated and just this pent up rage inside of me and 
not not in a dangerous way I was not don't nobody needs to worry about the safety of my children they're fine um, <laughs> and it was it was you know many years ago anyway now but so <laughs> and they're still around but I just remember th- just feeling so frustrated and with hindsight it was because I was trying to show up as this ideal perfect wife and mum I wasn't terribly ambitious as, a, as my late teens all I really wanted to do was fall in love and get married and have kids and that's what I did and so I, on paper I had everything I ever wanted and yet inside I was dying inside and so mm. that's what I'm reminded of how the journey from there to where I am now I guess is some of what we're going to unpack and explore during the rest of this episode but it's in, it's a really because when you when I thought about that question I thought well they don't know what your year is yet and you identify that but actually it's a really important question because it gives me the opportunity to paint the picture of where I was before and to say that I I personally am of the opinion there are many people walking around with labels whether they've been diagnosed by their family doctor or they've diagnosed themselves off the internet with labels like depression, anxiety, ADHD, or whatever label it might be. And actually, and, and it, like it's a negative thing and they're, and they're in this place that just feels really difficult when actually if they could simply be Yuya, which we'll get to what that is in a moment, it would unlock everything. And then you'd have that freedom to simply be who you were created to be. And I'm not, I'm not against medication. I know I have people who I love who, who need those top-ups of serotonin, for example. So, don't, so hear my heart in this. I'm not saying, I'm not against medication, but what I do know, I, I don't know enough about the American health system, so I can't speak into that, but my sense is it's not too dissimilar. Here in the UK, because of the pressures on the system, if you go to the doctor dem- displaying symptoms of depression, for example, if I'd gone to the doctor at that point in my life, they'd have stuck me on some pills to make me better. And I didn't need pills. I simply needed to be urea. Uh, and so that's the memory I've got. So if there's anybody feeling like that, stick around. Hopefully we'll be able to help you. Uh, well, us and God will be able to help you by, by, by the end of this episode. I love it. Yeah, no, I think that that's, that's very powerful. Because like you said, it shows, it shows the transforming power that, that God can have in someone's life just by mm-hmm. helping them, you know, like you said, be who he wanted them to be. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, it's, it was your question. So well done you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, okay. Now we should define you here, I guess. Um, what is you here? What sparked this idea and this funny word? And tell us about that. Uh, good question. I love, it's actually, it's wonderful that we're having this conversation now rather than about, oh, I don't know, a year or 18 months ago. Because for the longest time, for about the last, for about probably about eight or nine years ago, I'd been, Yuya was a word that I came across in a John Altberg book. Uh, and it was, for the longest time, I thought you were, was about you being the person God created you to be. And it is, but it's more than that. Because like I say, by April 2021, Holy Spirit said to me, would you like an acronym? So he knows that I love words. And because it was his question all along, I said, yes, please, I'd love an acronym. So Yuya is you, the person you were created to be, plus I-E-R. And it's that I-E-R that is vital. So what's I-E-R? I-E-R is intentional, expectant relationship. So intentional, intentionally asking God questions, seeking his heart, expectant, expecting him to answer you, and then relationship. And so I've been on this journey ever since, banging this drum about actually, do you know what, if you love Jesus, you have Holy Spirit inside of you, you can hear from God. And so I, the difference that when I was in my, like I say, mid 20s with the children little versus, I mean, it probably started about 10, 15 years ago, I guess, through a Bible weight loss course. That's a whole other story, um, which I don't know if we'll get to or not. We'll see. Uh, but I, in essence, what happened was I recognized that, it, I will tell the story now, the short version of it. 
I came across, I've always been quite curvy, um, whatever, we'll leave that where that is. But I came across a Bible weight loss course. And in essence, this Bible weight loss course said, if you're ever tempted to eat something, say, for example, you want to eat a Mars bar and you're not hungry, talk to God about it and he'll help you. This was revolutionary for me. This idea that God was interested in every aspect of my life and loved me just the way I was, was like night and day. And I should have known it. And I hate the word should, but I'm going to use it. I really ought to have known it because I, I grew up knowing, oh, God is love. And I'd heard all of the messages and all of that. But there's a difference between knowing something in your head and then it really hitting your heart. And so I got to this point, well, actually, if God loves me just the way I am, yes, there's room to grow when we're all growing into the likeness of Jesus, et cetera, et cetera. But if God loves me just the way I am, maybe it's OK for me to be me. And that's how Yuya began. And so I started and it, it was a journey, but I started recognizing that actually I could be a great wife and mum and still be me now. I, I'm a little bit ADHD inclined. We talked about self-diagnoses. I, you know, I've done a number of quizzes on the internet. I'm, yeah, I don't hide it terribly well, but I was trying to play it really straight, which is why I was having those borderline depression, anxiety type moments. And instead now it's about embracing, okay, I'm a bit quirky and I don't, I sometimes forget stuff and oh, look, you know, shiny stuff. I get distracted. Okay. God, <laughs> how do we, how, cause I do, how do we harness this? And there's, there's, there's a, there's a silver side to that. There's a bright side to that too. But anyway, um, how do we harness that and, and be who I was created to be so that it's a, it's an empowering thing and actually allows me to step into this purpose that God has for my life. And so Yuya is really about helping people, uh, to, to, I guess I would argue that if if you know, if you have that relationship with God and you're talking to him, asking questions, what do you think about this? What are we doing there? You know, dialoguing with him like you might dialogue with your best friend, the you, you know, who you were created to be piece almost happens by accident. Now, the example I always give is, is me and my mum. My mum is great at making bread. She's a, she's a wonderful cook. She makes homemade bread. It's amazing. She's not so great at tech. We event, she does now do Facebook messages. She knows I tell this story, it's okay. Um, we have, I did teach her how to send gifts, you know, like the animated pictures. She's brilliant at those now. But if she woke up tomorrow and said, oh, I think I'm gonna build a website. And then she checked in with God, God would be like, hey Viv, are you sure that's a good idea? Equally, if I woke up tomorrow and said, I know what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna break, bake bread for every person in my street. And I said, what do you think God? He's like, mm, do you think you better phone your mom? Because I am not so good at cooking. I get distracted and I burn stuff. So actually, if we were walking in relationship and got the IER piece nailed down, the BU bit is so much easier to unpack because you're doing it with God. Um, mm. so that's a kind of long answer to your question, hitting other stuff that we probably will talk about afterwards. But yeah, that's that's where it is. And that's where it came from. And I actually maintain. So the fascinating part of this to me, and this is a side note, but I I'm being nudged about it. So somebody might need this. I don't know who this is for, but if you've ever worried about, oh, am I God's first choice? I would encourage you, forget about being God's first choice. You want to be his first yes, because Yuya was in a John Altberg book. Yuya.com belonged to somebody in his organization because I remember going on there. They had quizzes that helped people be who they were created to be. They didn't have the acronym, but they had stuff on there and then they let it go. And so I maintain that Yuya was never mine to have originally. It was actually somebody else's, a bit like how Saul was the first king of Israel, but actually David then took the mantle up afterwards. It's a bit like that. And so for anybody who's ever felt like or was feeling like, oh, I don't know about this thing, you know, oh, you don't need to be God's 
first, you don't need to be the first person to have this idea. God simply needs your yes. You can be his first yes. Uh, and like I say, that is, that's a side note, but it's part of the, the story with, with Yuya. And like I say, I was getting nudged to mention it. So we'll just put that out there for let Holy Spirit do with that for whoever needs it. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that the part that I love about this the most um, is the fact that it really brings God along mm-hmm. on everything. So I think that's something that I've struggled with personally, especially after like finishing college and now being like working every day and everything. It's very easy to have your devotional time, you know, in the morning for however long mm-hmm. and then head out the door and you don't really think about talking to God, you know, until it's time to eat or until something goes wrong you know what I mean like and I know I've had that conversation with other friends who feel similarly and it bothers us because obviously we know that the more communication we have with God the better um so I love that this is not like in a weird way like should Mm -hmm. I take this step you know or this step like Mm -hmm. like it's not like that but it's just like inviting God to be a very intimate part of of everything Mm absolutely and you've reminded me of a conversation I had with him oh I don't know a few weeks ago he said I'm interested in everything even the color of your socks but you're free to choose whichever color socks will make your heart sing and I mentioned that because you're quite right I mean there are some people who they 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 get nudged by God about what colors to wear each day I'm not one of those people I'll just put on I mean quite transparently I'll put on whatever's closest and clean some days because (laughs) you know, but I'm just being honest. Uh, But I know there are some people who will do it that intentionally, but there's a balance to be struck here because we're not robots. And we're not, you know, God gave us minds that work. And actually, we if we take this to the extreme, it then could paralyze us. So yes, God is interested in everything, but he also gives you the freedom to make decisions and, 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 and enjoys watching you do so. So it's, it's imp- so it, that felt like an important distinction to make because what we don't want is people going, oh, well, I can't possibly move and do this thing until I until I talk to God about that piece. Um, I mean, I do before. I mean, I shared with you before we started recording that um, my dog passed away on Monday. But when I used, to, I was the person that walked for most days, and and this is a piece that I need to explore with God because I don't want to lose this. But going out with the dog every day. We'd leave the house. Okay, God, are we going pond or are we going saucepan? Those are our two main routes towards the end as she was getting older. Uh, and I'd hear in my head saucepan, for example. I know that nobody listening knows where those are. It's irrelevant. It's just, just they're just identifiers. And I kid you not, right, the number of times where we have had like divine appointments, I've bumped in, whether it's a friend I haven't seen for a while or someone I don't know who tells me they're an atheist, but actually you talk to them and they actually do love Jesus, but they've been hurt by church or somebody who you know is walking with sticks and I get nudged to ask about it and you're praying for healing I have had so many opportunities as a result of of that so there's definitely a balance here and it might be that there will be certain occasions so like like that's my example of that is I very deliberately ask God are we going this way are we going that way and sometimes it's like well which way do you fancy going but other times it's very much yeah go that way to the point where one time I remember (laughs) this was actually it was recently is about I think 10 days or so ago, I felt really clearly in my head, oh, it might have been Molly's last walk. No, it wasn't. No, that's not right. Anyway, sorry, it doesn't matter. Um, about 10 days ago, saucepan or pond, I heard pond. Oh, but it's really cold, God. Can we go saucepan? Pond. And to the point where, right, Molly, we got to the end of the street. Molly was my dog's name. She refused to go saucepan, which was the short way. We walked to the pond. And I think it's partly because she got scared by fireworks, but also partly 
because that was the way that we meant to be. When we walked that way, I forget who we spoke to, but we had a brilliant conversation. So it's mm. just, for me, it's just so much more fun. And it's completely different to the relationship with God that I was introduced to as, as a kid. Like I did not grow up, and this is why I'm so passionate and get to, when I get excited, when I get to share this stuff with people, and particularly like your audience are so much younger than me. If you can get this now, just think of the adventures that you can have, because this is so different to how I grew up understanding what relationship with God would be like. I remember sitting in church week after week, promising God, okay, this will be the week I read my Bible more. This will be the week I pray more. Like this, like it was this duty, duty, like, oh, thing that I had to get done, the box to check off. I don't have any of that anymore now. We're just simply doing life together. And yes, I read the Bible and yes, we pray because prayer is, con prayer is conversation, but it's not from a place of duty. It's from a place of relationship. And it's so much more refreshing. And I guess in, in essence, it's about what God wanted all along. It's about relationship. Wow. <laughs> I love that. I love just hearing like how God is able to, yeah, how you've been used by him to touch people and talk to people. And I think that speaks to um, the other question that I had about like, like, why are you so passionate about those encounters? Um, and how can we experience those? And basically it sounds like just being willing. Yeah, I mean, I'm passionate about it because I remember, I still remember, as, as, although it was ooh, 20 years ago now, I still remember really clearly that feeling of pent up and angst and frustration. I mean, my kids are young, were young enough at the time that they don't really, they won't remember angry, grumpy mum, and I'm so thankful for that. But I just remember feeling so frustrated. And that's, that's not how God wants us to live. I'm not suggesting that every single day is like, oh, sunshine and rainbows. We go through hard things. I mean, I didn't know that we'd be talking about Molly on this episode, I'll be quite honest, but this has been a really hard week. Losing her, because she got, she although she was getting old, she got really ill really quickly. And so it was still mm -hmm. a big shock. So this has been a really hard week. And yet, despite that, I can still say, do you know what? God is good and he, he is love. And actually, there's been good moments in this week too. So that's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about it is because I remember how clearly, I remember clearly how, frustrated I felt and I suspect there are like we already mentioned there are far too many people walking around either medicated or or not medicated but struggling when actually if they could you know shrug off what's who society says we have to be and the, part of this is because I mean you're a teacher I used to be a teacher I don't know much about the American education system or your school so this is no judgment on any of that um, I do know that here in the UK you, they struggle if you're outside of a specific path. Uh, I remember my son, who's 15, nearly 16 now, when he was a little little tot, he was probably four years old, coming back from school. And I just use this as a silly, fun example. But he came back from school sobbing. I said, what's the matter? And in between the sobs, they, and you think like it was the end of the world. They made me put my bag on both my shoulders. He had a row from the teacher. He got told off by the teacher because he didn't want to put his bag on both shoulders. I use that as an example of we, we we have in all, I guess it's because of the constraints of the system. We we can only deal with people if they fit inside the norm. And actually, there is no such thing as normal. Normal might be a setting on the washing machine, but there are so many of us whose minds are not wired the way that society can cope with. And so, hence why we end up feeling like we don't quite fit or feeling like frustrated or trying to live up to this expectation, particularly as women, you know, we're told that we should, we can have it all and you can have careers and you can have a family and do all of that stuff. And you can, 
but you need some sort of good support system there because otherwise you're going to burn out and collapse and be exhausted or you're going to be in a rough place so that's that's the reason why i'm passionate about it and then like we've already alluded to it's just the fact that i i I did not grow up knowing that this is how God wanted to be known by us. And there is, unfortunately, I suspect still big, you know, people, people who love Jesus passionately, and yet they don't have that dynamic relationship with him. They have that security, but the rest of the time, it's just same old, same old. And you were not created for same old, same old. You were created for a life of wonder and delight. Even within you know, your nine to five job or your stu your studies or whatever that looks like, it can it can be an adventure. And so that's yes, like you already said, that's the other reason I'm passionate about it. Mm. Yeah, it's so true that like it's important to to just like you said, be be open to the experience, be open to change because I'm sure it it took mm. some inten intentional change. Um, when you, you know, kind of made this, like, obviously, yes, God helps us and the spirit mm. helps us. But if we've been walking one path, you know, for yeah. a while, sometimes oh, it's, yeah. it's hard to switch directions. Um, but I think it's so beautiful that, that God makes a way for that to happen. And yeah, just makes, make sure that we end up on the most healthy path um, mm. for us. Yeah. And the other piece I'm reminded of as well, sometimes what's even harder is for the people around you who love you, who do life with you, because people people don't always like it if you change, uh, particularly if you're changing, then bumps up against stuff for them. And so mm -hmm. that's the other part of this is how do I navigate this? And I, I'm changing and growing, but I still love the people around me. What does that look like? Uh, and that that looks like prayer. It looks like conversation. Um, but we have to recognize, no, it's not always easy and it can bump into stuff. Um, but that's not to say just because something isn't always easy doesn't mean that we we you know shouldn't give it a try and shouldn't explore it. But I think you're, it's important, like you've said, to, to recognize that there are, it, it can be challenging. And that's, I guess, part of the reason why I have the Blue House is that we get so that we're in community. So then you realize, and like we already talked about with you know, the conferences, those gatherings of people together when you recognize, oh, actually, yeah, I'm not the only I'm not the only person traveling this path the, the the enemy would love to keep us isolated and think oh you can't you can't say that oh it, it's just you and that's simply not true hmm. so I saw this question on your website when I was looking around and I was just really <laughs> really curious about it so it said you have a three-word hack for turning any day around and I really want to know what that is oh I love it yeah the three word hack is brilliant okay so it's really really easy and it's going to be so simple people are like oh really okay so this I have to I always start whenever I get to share this because I share it quite a lot I have to add the caveat this is for the 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 frustrations of day-to-day -day life the example I often give in fact no I'll give that in a minute what I want to say is this is not for like the day your dog dies this is not for the day that, you know, a family member is found out they've got cancer. This is not for the big catastrophes. With time, it will work for those things. But if you were to use the, this hack, and I almost said it without giving you the preface. But if I if I if you were to use those three words in those big tragic moments, you'll come across as being insensitive. So with mm. that caveat in place. So this is for like day to day frustrations to help things turn around. The three words are simply but at least. 
And the example I usually give, so I have to give a warning now, because if you're eating your dinner, you might want to skip the next 30 seconds and come back to it. But the, <laughs> the example I give, because it happened I was when I was recording a podcast episode in real time, we mentioned Molly. I had another dog called Charlie who died in January 2021. Charlie, bless him, his digestive system wasn't the best. He walked into my office one day as I was recording a podcast in, uh, interview and was sick on the carpet. So... Hence my warning about if you're eating. So imagine, okay, you're doing your day and all of a sudden the dog is sick on the carpet. Let's be honest, that's quite annoying. Oh, so the, the way this works, you, you express what's happened. Oh, the dog's been sick on the carpet. That's really annoying. And then you insert the three words, but at least. And then you allow your, you pause and you allow your wonderful mind to fill in the blanks. And this is the bit that gets gross. But at least it's only frothy, foamy sick. There's no lumps in it but that's actually what really happened it was, it, and and so because on the way that our minds are wired they love to fill in the blanks so say for example you um I don't know you spill your coffee oh no I spilled my coffee but at least I'm not running late I have time to make another one or but at least it didn't drip down inside the counter whatever or the countertop whatever will happen your mind will fill in the blank it does take practice but it's one of those things, again, because of the there's a wonderful part of the mind called the reticular activating system that I get really geeky about. And it acts like a filter. And so it, the more that you practice using the butt at least, the easier it becomes to the point where you will soon become this irrepressible silver lining spotter like me. I have to be really careful now because my mind will too easily go to but at least. And like I've already said when I gave my, my, my warning beforehand, you don't want to use that on really big situations or even if you're helping a friend and it's not a big thing but they're not quite ready to find the silver lining yet um, <laughs> so, so we have to be careful how we use this but it does have the power so like you walk into your classroom and I don't know perhaps you're expecting all of your kids to bring their violins and none of them remembered oh this is frustrating I can't do the lesson that I've just used but at least pause and can you fill in the blank I can think of something but like <laughs> Right. I would say, but at least they, you know, we can play games today or, exactly. you know, we can Beautiful. practice other music or, you know, like there's, there's other okay. things, but you're right. It can be annoying when, when people aren't prepared or, you know, and then we yeah. tend to, for me at least, tend to be like, ugh, this wasn't the way it was supposed to go. And now I'm yeah. stressed, you know, like. Oh, absolutely. And unfulfilled expectations are one of the biggest causes of frustration and, and angst in our day-to-day -day life. If, some, if we're expecting something to go one way and it goes another way, it can be really hard. So yeah, and so that that was a beautiful fill in the blanks. Perfect. I put you on the spot and I didn't warn you I was going to because I didn't know I was going to. But that's it. So give it a try. It's, and you can use this for anything and everything. And so for, for your, your play thing for you, Alyssa, but also folks listening as well, take this for a try the next time something annoying happens. Even if you think it sounds stupid and it won't work for you, just try it anyway. My argument, I always like to try things three times. Um, I, from spin classes that make my bottom hurt because I'm not built for bicycles to I don't know what. Because the first time you try something, you're like, second time, give it three goes. But I, I mean, I would maintain you don't need three goes on this the first time and you'll be sold on it. But give it a go because it does. It's just it's simply the way that your mind is uh, is created, which is glorious. I feel like I'll probably have a chance to practice that seeing as I'm going to be traveling cross country for Thanksgiving. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. I better get my, my butt at least ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if the thing is, you can next time you hit traffic, you'll be like, oh, well, but at least I had the opportunity to practice my silver lining spotting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, so, so good. So good. <laughs>
Okay, so you've talked about this a little bit, but just um, to kind of reiterate it and make it easy for people to remember, um, what are some practical steps that we can take in our lives to become UEer? I would encourage you to focus on the IER piece, really, because there are tips. So like one of the things I often say is to, for the BU piece is to notice, pay attention to both the things that light you up, the things that you get excited about, the things that you're geeky about, the things that you could talk about forever um, versus the things that leave you feeling drained and frustrated. So that's kind of the, a noticing and, and paying attention is the biggest starting point in terms of the of the, the you piece of this. But if you can, the IER piece, if you can practice and start, like, just start with a conversation. As you start walking this out and you ask God bigger stuff, you can ask him for clarification. So if suddenly tomorrow, as I'm journaling with Holy Spirit, I felt like I heard God say to sell my house and move to South Africa. I have a friend in South Africa. She'd be cheering at this point. <laughs> but um, that would have a massive impact on my family. I, so I wouldn't just leap on that and go, okay, we're going to sell the house and go to South Africa. We then ask more questions. God, I felt like I heard you say I should sell my house and go to South Africa. Is that what you said? Is that what you mean? When is this for? You know, asking clarifying questions. And so whilst I recognize that everything I've said is kind of like a really long answer and skirting around all of it, it is, it is the, the you piece is the easier, is almost the, the easier piece because it's practical stuff I can give you. It's the IER piece that is actually really important. Remembering that God wants to have a relationship with you. Uh, I mean, I, this, this is a bit of a side note really, but are we going to go here? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Holy Spirit, we are. <laughs> God's best for the Israelite people was never the law. He originally Deuteronomy something or other Deuteronomy he said to them consecrate yourselves get yourselves ready and come and meet me up the mountain and the people and so he wanted to meet them face to face have a relationship with them and for whatever reason the people said no 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 we're too scared Moses you go and meet with God you tell us what to do and as a result of that we get the law and you know his all the years and years and years and years where everything that happened with, with, you know, with the Jews and, and Israelites and the, all the rest of that but that law, that rules and regulation piece, that was never God's first choice. That was never God's best. Relationship is God's best. Face to face. Now, I recognize that God is invisible right now. And so I know it will look a bit different to if your friend was on your sofa. But you can have conversations with God like you would have conversations with your best friend. It simply takes being intentional, expecting him to hear you because he wants to have a relationship with you. I don't know if that answers your question directly enough. Tell me if it doesn't or if there's anything on that that you want to unpack a bit more, because I recognize I've said a lot. I understand what you're saying about how we can't because I'm definitely. Yeah, I've done this. We can't expect to hear or understand maybe. Um, if suddenly we're presented with something like, for instance, where did I go to college, you know, or yeah. should I take this job or not? It can be very overwhelming and stressful when yes. you're like, is this God I'm hearing? Is this Satan I'm hearing? You know, like, what am I hearing? And I've definitely experienced that before where yeah. what you're saying, I think if, correct me if I'm wrong, is mm -hmm. more like if you've practiced hearing God in mm -hmm. other matters, Mm -hmm. then it will be a lot easier to be attuned with that when a bigger decision comes. 
Yeah, because the, the analogy I'm reminded of is if a random stranger walked into my house, I wouldn't say to them, not that I'm saying that you're a random stranger to God because he knows you intimately, but if the people who are not, are not used to having this kind of conversation, if a random person walked into my house, I wouldn't say to that random person, I've been offered a job, should I take that job? Because I don't know them. I don't know if I can trust them. I don't have, I haven't got, you know, currency with them. So instead you'd, you know, that's the sort of conversation I would have with my, with my husband or with my friends, people who I've had, you know, relationship with got, got to know first. So yes, whilst if somebody right now is facing a big decision, you absolutely, absolutely can ask God about that. However, it will be easier for you to hear the answer but and, and to not just to hear it but to accept the answer that you hear if you've got currency around the smaller questions because i remember like we use the example of the dog walks i have had so much you know the number of times where god has said i remember i remember one time he said i'll go and call there's a, a lady that works in an office she's a christian around the corner it doesn't matter specifics but i remember one time walking down the path with molly and, and i heard really clearly in my mind go and knock on the door and go and see the lady and, and just thank her for passing on the telephone number i said god that's really silly she's gonna think she's gonna think i'm ridiculous but it wouldn't go away. I was like, okay, fine, I will. So we, we, I went and knocked on this lady's door. And I kid you not, I was there for half an hour. I mean, my dog is very patient, bless her, or she was very patient. I had half an hour of chatting with this lady. Oh, I'm so glad that you called. She said, you've been such a blessing to me. It was the best. And so I've had these, these experiences of, you know, I sometimes follow the nudges and they don't seem to make any sense at all, but then I do it and it, and I see how it plays out. So having had that experience, it then makes it much easier to trust God for the bigger stuff. So I really appreciate what you were saying about, um, you know, the way Jesus looked at, at all of this and also, you know, the story about the, the Israelites. And I'm just wondering, um, are there any other people in the Bible that you have kind of identified as, as examples of people who were being you here? Oh, there's loads of examples. So my favorite example is Paul. Um, so if we look at Paul, when he you know, when he was Saul, so he was a man who was was passionate for God, on fire for God. He knew his scripture inside out. He was very learned. He was he was very articulate, but very passionate. So passionate that he went around killing the, the Christians because they were against what God was doing. And then, of course, he had his famous come to Jesus moment. And guess what? He was still passionate. He still sometimes upset people because don't forget, I think it's, is it Peter? There's one of the, there's one of the letters that talks about how Paul sometimes says things that are confusing to people. I think it might be Peter. He was still passionate. He spent three years studying everything that God had before um, really stepping out in ministry. He was the same person before his come to Jesus moment and afterwards. The difference was after he knew Jesus, he was in an actual real relationship and it was in a redeemed state. Uh, and so he, he's one of my examples that I, I often would, would draw on because I, I, I like Paul a lot. Uh, as somebody who sometimes, I'm getting better as I get older, but somebody who sometimes doesn't always think before she speaks, um, not in this context, but like, you know, just in day to day life. Um, so Paul is one that comes to mind. The other one that comes to mind is David. David was dancing with joy to the point, and he was in his, he was in his, in his, I don't know what they call it, but he had this, this 
thing that was on, like a costume, it wasn't a costume, his outfit that was flapping around and he offended his wife. His wife said, look at you, you look so ridiculous. He didn't care. He was just being joyous with God and, and, and embracing everything that was happening in that moment. Joseph, and I told you there was loads of examples, Joseph, bless him, the dreamer, he was himself, albeit, you know, he was he, he knew what God had for him. I, su I suspect he released it a little bit too early, which is why he upset his brothers and got chucked down the pit and all the rest of it. But God used all of that. It was all part of the plan. But he was always one who was like, hey, let me tell you what God's doing. And he was still like that later. So those are the three that come to mind. Let's give you a female example, though, because we've got women. This is a this is a, you know, real strong women. Esther, wonderful, beautiful Esther, who was in the palace spent 12 months being beautified and then she stepped forward for such a time as this and in that moment she had a choice am I going to do what society wants me to do or am I going to be Yuya and actually step into everything that God's created me to be she didn't use those words I'm paraphrasing for the purposes of our question, but you'll forgive me and she did and I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's been inspired by Esther's well, it wasn't Esther that said it because it was um, her uncle, uh, Mordecai. Uh, but for such a time as this, how many of us as women have, have stepped up knowing that we are in a situation for such a time as this? So Esther mm -hmm. is my other example because uh, I love Esther. She's just glorious. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite. I don't know. I think that's probably a lot of yeah. a lot of girls' favorites because who doesn't want to be like a queen, you know? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Although I, I think I, I think I would struggle with 12 months of pampering, I've got to be honest. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I maybe I'd get used to it, but uh, <laughs> I've always been a bit of a tomboy, to be honest. So I like I do wear a bit of makeup, but I might struggle with the pampering. Uh, unless you have to talk to lots of people, then I'd be fine. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I don't know. I think... Um, I had a new perspective on that. This is definitely a diversion on that, but I had, it, it deals with being your, um, in a different perspective on the story of Esther, after my family went, uh, we have this thing in the U S uh, in the state of Pennsylvania and it's called sight and sound Bible theater. And it's this huge musical production place and they do Bible stories. Um, and there's a new one every year. Uh -huh. And so you you know you pay and you go and it's it's just massive like there's real animals there's birds oh, flying wow. I mean it's super cool um and so we've gone almost every year for quite a while and the one that they did last year was Esther oh, and nice. of course just you know fun in general because there's fancy dresses and you know all <laughs> these sort of things and the music was really good um but I guess I had never really considered you know, everyone says like, oh, and she was taken to the palace and made beautiful and all these things. But one thing that the story portrayed, which, of course, we don't know, like how it was, but mm -hmm. you can imagine, I don't think women were too much different back then than they are now, um, mm -hmm. was the fact of how, like, the competition between oh. the girls yeah. and, you know, like, they portrayed it as a lot of these girls were oh, I should be picked, you know, I am the more beautiful or I am oh, blah, 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 yeah. you know, and Esther didn't even really want to be there in the no. first place. No. And so to me, that was a crazy example of how like they would show her, you know, praying in her room or with her maid praying or, you know, yeah. um, just living out her faith as best she could in the midst of this very high stakes, you know, environment. Mm. Um, and I think that Honestly, a lot of that translates to today, like you were saying earlier mm -hmm. in the episode, you know, a lot of a lot of what we are 
expected to do now is like you said, wear many hats and be, mm-hmm. um, you know, be in the middle of all of it in this very high stakes environment. And especially with social media now, you know, moms mm-hmm. can be at home posting about their, their beautiful this or their book or their business or, you know, all these yeah. different things. And there's good things about that for sure. But I think that it can be very difficult to live out that call to be you here um, in this, you might say, high stakes environment. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, the story of Esther just I had a very different different perspective on it, a much deeper thought process about it after Mm -hmm. watching the show. That's so good. It's so true. And you're quite right. It's such an encouragement then to people. And it's that reminder as well, actually, because she was doing something. Yes, she was showing up deliberately, like like you praying with her maid. And I know I recognize that that was an interpretation, but she she was in relationship with God, doing her thing in private. On the face of it, though, she was in a very secular environment. And so actually the encouragement that is is then the reminder for that is, yes, okay, so what I do, I'm surrounded by Jesus people. And it's, it's, overtly Christian because of the nature of what I'm called to do but for many people you're called to live your life out in a in a in a secular environment but you are still there is still a plan and a purpose for what you are doing and Esther was just the person that was needed for such a time as this and so that's the the other piece I take from it and the encouragement I take from that is that we don't need to worry oh you know what can God use me am I am I making a difference you showing up and being consistent in your relationship with Jesus always makes a difference. Even if you can't see how it makes a difference in that moment, you've simply got to trust that God can see and he knows. And at the right time and at the appropriate moment, you who knows, you could be called before kings or counsellors or, or whatever that looks like. Uh, it, it's just, yeah, it just blows my mind. So switching gears a little bit, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about the process of writing your book, where we can find that, um, any resources that you offer, maybe a little bit about the Blue House, whatever you you want to tell us, put your plugs in. <laughs> <laughs> I almost felt like saying which book. So, <laughs> no, so are you, you're probably talking about the you your book, aren't you? Um, yes. Yeah, I've actually written and published something like 12 books, qualified teacher. And my husband and I, we were like ships that pass in the night. We'd pass, we literally would park in the, not in the night, but like I'd do a day in school while, and he'd look after the baby while, while he, after sleeping after a night shift, because he's a policeman. Um, and then we'd meet in a car park halfway between home and, and work. And I'd have the baby and he'd go off to work. And it was okay. It was what we needed in that season, but it wasn't terribly sustainable. And so I fell into the, and again, this is a big God setup, but I fell into this world because our, our church, we were setting up a charity, I fell into this world online of people making money from home. I thought, oh, I'd like a bit of that. Uh, and so I started <laughs> doing, in a nice way, I started doing all sorts of crazy things. And actually, this was how Yuya came to be. It was is another part of the story, if you like. I went around, this is about ooh, 2012-ish, 2010 maybe. Um, I went around in circles trying to find my thing. What am I here to do? What am I called to do? Uh, and in the end, I got so sick of trying to find my thing. I, I give up. I'm going to be me. I'm going to use all these crazy tech skills I've got. And I'm going to set up a business to help other business owners. And off the back of that, I launched a VA business, a virtual assistant business. Did that for quite some time. It was OK. But I felt this like this niggle. I thought, well, maybe it's fiction because I'd, I'd said for years, I want to write a book. I want to write a book. And so in 2015, I stopped talking about it and I actually wrote a book. And I then wrote and published, I think, four or five in the space of two years thinking that was it. 
And that didn't sort of, that didn't sort of satisfy me either. So, okay, God, what am I here to do? We eventually went around the houses, got to Yuya. The reason I mentioned this though, and I will tell you about the book in a minute, but the reason I mentioned this though is now doing what I'm doing, it was very easy to look back and go, oh, my VA business was a was an accident. I wasn't doing that with God. Writing the fiction, I wasn't really doing that with God. But God showed me about a year or so ago how he, he can take all of those pieces, even when we're not consciously, deliberately, or intentionally, expectantly doing them with God, he can redeem all of those pieces. So it, you mentioned the Blue House, which is my membership community. Inside the Blue House, you've got one room called the Rainbow Room that's focused on helping people um, plan, write, publish and market their book. And through that, I'm using all of the skills that I use as a VA, um, you know, helping people build websites, um, social media marketing, blah, 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 all of that stuff. And all of the experiences I've had from writing and publishing my own books, we're now using that inside the Rainbow Room. So I don't know who needs this reminder, but for anybody who has ever, whether it's now or at some point in the future, you're tempted to think, oh, you know, oh, I didn't do that with God. It was a mistake. I would encourage you to ask God to, to how it, either how has he redeemed those, those pieces or how will he redeem those pieces? What does that look like? Because nothing that you do is accidental. All of it plays into into everything, into the into the wider picture of you being you in relationship with him. But to bring you back to the book, so the Yuya book in particular, I'd been banging on about Yuya for ages. And then um, it was about it was July last year, I was having a conversation with a coach friend and it was clear from what she was saying, she really didn't get what Yuya was. And I remember saying to God, oh, this is so annoying. This person, I thought she knew, like she's known me for ages. Oh, this is so frustrating. He said, well, let's write the book. And so the Yuya book, I wrote that, with with holy spirit it's very short very actionable um and i thought at the time this was like the, the the it was the pinnacle of everything i was going to do and he was like no 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 that's the opening gambit so now what i do when people say to me i don't know how to hear from god help me learn how to hear from god i am able to point them to the uia book because the book is split into two unequal halves the first bit is it unpacks ier in much more detail than we have and the second part is called the should shove a challenge and it's 21 days of helping you you know unpack who you are what you get excited about but the important bit is at the end of each almost every single day there are questions to ask holy spirit so by the time you get to the end of the book you've had loads of practice asking him questions journaling with him so that's the uia book you can get it on amazon i'm also encouraging people like you can get it for free on my website so some people who are ready, they come and join the Blue House. But for people who aren't ready to join the Blue House, I encourage them to join the UEA movement. Um, you can do that. If you go to uia.com and go right to the bottom of the page, um, there's a space down there. You just pop your name and your email address in. So it's not totally free. It's free in exchange for your email address, but we don't do spam. What you get instead is you get access to the daily um, Holy Spirit love notes. You get your, your free e-copy of the UEA book. And you also get your invitation. We have one day events on the last Sunday of every month. Um, so that's the Yuya book. Um, I forget what the rest of the question was. I don't know. But that, 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 I guess, is the resource I would encourage anybody to, to, to start with is because everybody, ideally, coming into the Blue House, everybody knows the primary way that they hear from God because they've either done that work before they've met me or they've done that work through the Yuya book. Uh, and so whilst we are always expanding the way that God communicates with us, so for a long time, I would say, oh, I don't really see, you know, some people will tell you they'll describe visions that they've had, for example. I'm somebody who doesn't in the, in the natural world, the physical world. If I close my eyes, I don't really have a mind's eye. 
in the traditional sense. Like it just doesn't work the way it's meant to in inverted commas. But that doesn't stop me in the spiritual still being able to see stuff. I'm what I mean. My point being, everybody comes into the blue house with a primary way of hearing from God, and then we get to explore that. Okay, how else is God talking to me? What else does that look like? Um, so I guess that's in terms of resources. That would be what I would point you to is the book. It's very short and actionable, and that's what I like about it. I mean, there's there's loads equally if you get to this and go, I don't want to read your book, L. There's loads of other really good books on Amazon that will help you hear from God. So I'm not suggesting this is the only book in the world because it really definitely <laughs> isn't. Um, but the, what I do like about it is it's practical. And so for me, my personality type, in terms of you know, strengths, finders and whatever, one of my high strengths, in terms, apart from positivity, the other one is activator. I don't want people, ideally, I love doing this. I hope people get excited and passionate and whatever. But I don't want you to listen to this as entertainment. I want you to do something with it. I, everything that I do. So I do my own podcast. I'm like, yeah, this is great. But I do not just want to tickle your ears. I want you to then take action on this. And that's what I like about the Yuya book is it then helps people to take action. So if you go on Amazon and search Yuya, which you all know how to spell by now, it's U plus I-E-R. Um, <laughs> you'll probably find you'll probably find links to the podcast as well, but you'll find the Yuya book. Um, but you've also, but it, like I say, it is, it is available on the website. I've also got other books then as well. We do these daily love notes that I mentioned. They've now been compiled into a book, which is called Sam Says. Um, and we've got, oh, there's a few different books. But Yuya is the one I would encourage you as a starting point, really. Well, that's perfect. Yeah, I didn't know that about the whole, like, you could get it, um, like, for free on your website. I had no idea. So I will definitely be checking <laughs> that out. If that's exciting. <laughs> well, free, you pay with your email address. I recognize these days, because obviously our email addresses are very precious to us. But I literally, it's not... You get, like say, the daily love notes is what is what the email address is for, um, and you invite. I'm really excited about the one day events. Actually, we started these back in August 2021. It was originally it was just for the members of the Blue House. So the Blue House is it's not really expensive. It's like I think it's like thirty thirty pounds a month, which is probably about thirty five dollars. So it's not like mega bucks, but it's not equally it's not for everybody. So originally these one day events on the last Sunday of the month they were just for members of the Blue House. But then at some point this year, I had this nudge then, actually, this would be a really nice thing for other people to come to. So I'm excited about it because we actually have, and I don't know when this goes live, so this I'm going to date this now. But the time of recording, it's like the week before Thanksgiving. On the 27th of November, what we used to do is we used to have a different theme every month. Our theme now for the next 12 months is taken from either John 15 or John 16, I always forget, where Jesus says, I am, I think it's 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, you'll bear much fruit. And so we're unpacking each month. We're taking a different letter from Paul and go. So we're doing Galatians first. Well, some months we're doing a couple because they're little. Um, but we and we're not going to. It's not like a line by line Bible study because we can't do that in the space of one day. But we're going okay. What what can we what can we take from Paul's letters to the Galatians, for example, that helps us live life abiding in Jesus and so that's our that's actually our overarching theme for the next 12 months which I'm very excited about because I've never had a 12-month theme theme before so can't wait wow well thank you so much um for telling us about that and I do have one last question which I ask pretty much everybody mm -hmm. um if you had one last piece of advice for how anyone because I don't know there may be some guys that listen to this podcast but also for young ladies to become you here what would that be i would definitely say journaling with holy spirit um and 
I reckon <laughs> this is meant to, this is going to be a short answer to a question that I could answer in like about 15 minutes, which I'm not going to way over time. So that's <laughs> where the Yuya book helps. But for me, as somebody, if you're, if you're somebody who finds it hard, you know, you like the idea of spending time with God, but you get a bit distracted, for example. Um, journaling with Holy Spirit for me was transformational in, in my relationship with God because it was the one way he, he taught me to hear him it's my go-to now, like I hear him in lots of ways, but it was the first piece for me. Uh, and so I mention it because like we've already said, if you can nail down the IER, the you piece becomes easier because then you just simply ask God questions. Uh, and so journaling really, it's about, we already sort of picked it up a little bit. Uh, you know, you, you get a notebook and you, you write down the question, okay, oh God, what's on your heart today? And then you pause and you just literally write down everything that comes to mind, no editing, just trusting the process. And then you can go back and explore and go, oh God, I, th I heard you saying this, what's that about? And you have that conversation piece that we talked about. Um, but there is more detail about how, what that journaling would look like inside the Yuya book. But that for me, I think would be the number one. Put it this way, when I was exploring with God, what the answer to that question would be, that was what came to mind. Um, so that's the answer for today. If you ask me that question next week, I might have a different answer, but that's, <laughs> that's the answer for today. So <laughs> it's the one that God wants you to have. <laughs> well, thank you so much for just sharing your time and what you've learned and your, yeah, just your process for a, your, I don't know how to say it, like your process for having a relationship with God. Cause like you said, it's mm -hmm. different for everyone, but everyone can draw different things from everybody's process. Um, and so I just really appreciate the time that you've spent sharing with us today. It's my absolute pleasure. I love doing it. I love getting, well, you can tell. I love getting to share this stuff. It, it makes me, makes my heart sing. I'm sick. You can't see me, but I've got a big smile on my face right now. So thank you. <laughs>